You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. So last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice. And this is from T.S. Eliot. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brigitte Gia, and today's theme is New Year's Resolutions. And I'm Joven Hundle. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax deductible donation and get more information about how you can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be the Star You Are has launched Operation Disaster Relief. We need your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at bethestarur.org. And you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. And moving right along, in our first segment, Jovan will be talking to us about New Year's and current events with another installment of World Watch. Hi, Jovan. Hi again. I'm excited to be back for another edition of World Watch, and especially for such a great theme of New Year's resolutions. Everybody should always be on a constant quest to better themselves, and a fresh start in New Year's provides a fantastic platform to start doing so. And so for today's show, I wanted to talk a little bit about ways to follow those resolutions. You know, it's a very common comedy trope in movies or television or books to give up your resolutions very soon after the year starts. Uh, But there are certainly ways to make sure you don't relapse into bad habits and continue to follow your resolutions. Now, the biggest way to make sure you end up following your resolutions actually starts when you first make these resolutions. So make sure that the resolutions you are making are realistic. This definitely does not mean that you shouldn't dream big. You know, you absolutely should dream big. But make sure that there is still a strong chance that you'll be able to complete these resolutions. We're all very guilty uh, looking at a huge task lying in front of us and then, you know, feeling a bit lazy. So we can combat getting disillusioned like this by making sure that the resolutions we make will require hard work but hard work that we have confidence in ourselves that we can complete. Mm -hmm. It's always smart to know your own strengths and weaknesses, and New Year's resolutions are a perfect example of when knowing those might be useful. And so, depending on what exactly your resolution is, it might also be beneficial to then break down that resolution into smaller ones. 
So, for example, if your goal is maybe to lose a certain number of pounds, you can start focusing on eating healthier or exercising more. And then so once you have these smaller resolutions and things to focus on, it's even possible to then make those easier by having even smaller resolutions. Hey. If you want to <laughs> exercise more, you can then start focusing on maybe going to the gym a certain number of days each week or going on jogs of a certain length. Having smaller resolutions like these don't seem as daunting of a task as the overall big one of losing weight or exercising more. So this helps ensure that you have a specific goal to complete that's harder to you know, keep putting off. And so another great way to make your resolutions seem a bit easier to complete is by combining them. So if you're hoping to both lose weight and even find a new hobby, a great way to combine the two is by learning how to cook, for instance. So if you learn how to cook healthy food, then that can help you lose weight. And then you also might just fall in love with the whole um, cooking process. And then you might mm -hmm. get passionate about that field. And so another another great way to make your resolutions um get followed is by organizing themselves. So mm -hmm. me personally, I'm not as organized as I probably should be. <laughs> um, I kind of like, um, and that kind of hurts anything that I'm currently doing. Mm -hmm. So if you are more organized then you're going to see everything that you are going to do uh, become easier for you. And then when stuff seems easier in your mind, then you're going to have a greater chance of completing those things. So for example, if you were to make a calendar that, oh, I'm going to go um, to, for a jog on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at this time, then you have a greater chance of doing that than just waking up on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and thinking, oh, should I go for a jog today? So it's just another great way to follow these resolutions then by organizing and having a specific process or calendar or some way to make sure that those resolutions get done. Mm -hmm. And then another great way to complete your resolutions is by sharing them with other people. You know, a lot of the resolutions that I've kind of stated, whether it's exercising, losing weight, eating healthier, finding new hobbies, a lot of these are very general ideas that I'm sure other people would love to have too. So whether or not, you know, maybe they wrote that down or think of that as their own New Year's resolution, that doesn't mean that they won't be willing to participate in doing that as well with you. So if you find a love for exercising or cooking or anything like that, then you can share that with other people. Especially if, for example, if you have a friend who loves cooking, then they can get you in a great place to start your own cooking adventure Mm -hmm. Or if you have a friend who doesn't know cooking at all but would love to learn <laughs> alongside with you, then you have another person to make sure you're following these resolutions and maybe you'll have a little fun along the way as well. Hey. And then so also, um, another great thing that having other people to share your resolutions with is in regards to accountability. So again, you know, a lot of people... Um, may just drop off on the resolutions after a few weeks, even a month or two. Um, but a way to stop this is by having some sort of accountability. So if you have a friend that, you know, maybe an exercising buddy. So if you just like want to take this whole day, week or something like that off from exercising, but you have this friend pushing you to get better and making sure that you're following these resolutions to help yourself. And, you know, that's definitely going to pay off for you. And also, mm -hmm. you have a great friend there. Hey. Um, 
And then one final thing to keep in mind is that all your New Year's resolutions, they were an idea from yourself to make yourself better. So while you definitely want to complete these resolutions, make sure you're not too hard on yourself. So you can have some small milestones along the way. If your goal is to lose 50 pounds, then maybe every 5 or every 10, you can find some way to reward yourself with something small. Uh, just make sure this isn't too big of a relapse. But just make, make sure you can find some way to reward yourself that also pushes you to keep going with this resolution. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just thought that this would be a perfect topic to talk about for today's show in New Year's resolutions, just to make sure that, you know, everybody does follow their resolutions because it is a great process and idea and, you know, it'll pay off big time for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, since we're coming in with this particular broadcast right after New Year's, it's that perfect time when you really got to start your journey and start your new year. And, you know, um, I, I love how you ended with kind of you closed your main segment with not being too hard on yourself because we do forget that we're only human. And then I feel like one of the biggest things that stands in our way when we're trying to accomplish a goal or a resolution is we kind of have a minor misstep or a a minor fallback and then we scrap our entire resolution because of that minor misstep and we say oh I you know I was gonna lose this many pounds or I was gonna diet and then this week I had a bag of potato chips and I feel awful obviously I can't accomplish my goal obviously I'm not good enough to do that but the reality is again we're all human as you said Joven and we have these setbacks and we need to look at it in perspective and realize that we can always keep going with our goals even if we're pushed back a little bit in the beginning absolutely and And, mm -hmm. you know another kind of quick thing I want to add is so if you think of the whole thing of new year's resolutions you know it might seem a bit arbitrary these um ways to better ourselves they don't you know have to take place just over one year so if you know um I love the point you just made and then even if you make like a really big mistake that you might you might view your yourself doing this as a big mistake um, that doesn't mean, you know, it's the end of the world. So if you don't lose all 50 of those pounds this year, there's nothing saying that that can't spill over into next year and you can't complete it then. Exactly. And, you know, we, we have long lives and we can accomplish a lot during that time. And yeah, yeah. there's definitely, there's definitely no yearly limit on anything. And so, Joven, I just I just want to ask you, you know, do you have any resolutions that you've made that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, so a big one. Um, so it relates to me being a high school student. So, you know, a lot of high school students have a big problem with procrastination. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, yeah, that's definitely a big one for me. So something that I'm working to get better at is what I actually talked about a little earlier on uh, organization. So that is, I was talking about it um, in relation to other resolutions, but for me, it's a whole resolution in of itself. I just need to get better at organizing so that, you know, I can stop procrastinating. I can get, um, you know, my work done at better times. I can sleep better. I can sleep more. <laughs> and just make sure I'm churning out a quality product. Yeah, definitely. And as you said, you know, organization is 
you know, it does impact all the aspects of your life. And so thank you, Jovin, so much for your insight and your information and wishing you the best of luck on your resolution. <laughs> Listeners, be sure to support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Jovan Hundel. Be the Star You Are founder and Express Yourself producer Cynthia Bryan has just authored a brand new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. It's now available at www.cynthiabryan.com slash online store with a hyphen in between online and store. And on that website, it's available with 25% of proceeds benefiting Be the Star You Are and Express Yourself. And again, please head on over to our website at www.bethestarur.org during the break. And keep listening to our refreshing discussion on New Year's resolution. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Jovan Hundor, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, which is brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today, we're continuing an invigorating conversation on New Year's resolutions. And I'm Brigitte Gia. On the show today, we've got a wonderful guest, author Deborah Blake. Deborah is a Wiccan high priestess uh, and a leader of the eclectic group Blue Moon Circle. She manages the Artisans Guild, a not-for-profit not artist cooperative shop, and works as a tarot reader and energy healer. She has written many books on witchcraft, including Everyday Witchcraft and The Goddess in the Details, Regularly, and she regularly contributes to pagan publications and has an ongoing column in Witches and Pagans magazine. Her newest book is A Year and a Day of Everyday Witchcraft, 366 Ways to Witchify Your Life, and it's available now at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and Llewellyn. With that, let's welcome Deborah onto the show. Hi, Deborah. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you on today, and we're excited to have a great conversation. Uh, I'm going to jump right into a few questions for you, and uh, just to give the audience a sense of what you do and more about your new book. And so, you know, I want to know, Deborah, you've written a lot of books for Llewellyn, and this one will be number 10. What inspired this book in particular? 
Um, well, I've had people for years asking me if I would do a 365 book or a devotional, something where they could get, you know, an an idea or a, a, you know, a little bit of guidance for every day in small, manageable bites. Because let's face it, we're all insanely busy and mm-hmm. it's hard to find space for our spiritual life in amongst all of the running around. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, yeah, I finally came up with this book as a way to let everybody take, you know, five minutes or 15 minutes or whatever they could spare, even if all they were doing is reading the little you know, blurb for the day and being inspired. I mean, obviously, there are things you can do to follow up, and, and one hopes one will do them. And also, to be honest, I love 365 books. I have a whole bunch of them that other people have <laughs> written. And, you know, every year I do a different one. I, you know, as a writer, I've, I've read 365 books for writers, you know, inspirational things for that, and also witchcraft ones and you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I think you're the perfect guest for today's show because our theme today, you know, it's all about New Year's resolutions and, you know, improving yourself, getting better, following your resolutions. And so in the title of your book, then it says it talks about witchifying your wife. So do you mind explaining then to our um, listeners what exactly witchify means? Okay. well, first of all, I have to confess that's not a real word. Um, <laughs> if you look in your dictionary, it is not there. My editor at Llewellyn, uh, the wonderful Alicia Gallo, actually came up with that word when we were trying to find the perfect subtitle that would sum up what this book was about. And what it meant to us was adding that little bit of, of magic to your life, you know, being a, you know, a little bit more witchified, as you will, um, which doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a practicing witch as I am or a Wiccan or a pagan or anything. It just is a way of adding a little touch of spirituality, no matter how you approach it. Uh, you know, I've had people buy the book who are, who are in fact not witches and mm-hmm. they still get something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you need that element in your life. And I think it's brilliant that this new book of yours is bringing it to um, your readers and your audience. And so I, I, mm-hmm. I, I just right now we're we're living in a pretty tough and stressful world. Oh, yeah. and, you know, I think I think, you know, the, the last year or so has been pretty difficult for many people. And I mm-hmm. think it's really important to balance that stress with a little bit of something positive. And it's hard to to you know give ourselves permission to to stop you know, screaming in our heads and to actually take a minute or two to focus on something good, whether it's exercise or mm-hmm. petting a cat or eating a cookie. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, or all three at the same time, if you can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, whenever I open my news up nowadays, I'm just drawn into this awful tornado of horrible current events. And I think, um, we, we do. Uh, we do definitely need that balance, as you as you said, and we need more positivity for sure. More positivity, and and I think giving ourselves that little boost of positivity also mm-hmm. gives us the strength to cope with all of the not so positive stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think without it, we're kind of lost. Um, again, well, in the spiral, you know. 
all of that negative stuff sucks energy out of us. And so this book is trying to bring a little bit of energy back. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. We really need that. And so I I actually also have a question about the subtitle of the book, Deborah. Um, And I know you've mentioned that you read a lot of 365 books and you really enjoy them. And the subtitle of your new book is 366 ways to witchify your life. And so why 366 and not 365? Well, that's that's a Wiccan thing, essentially. Um, that and I like to throw in a freebie. Uh, but it, uh, there's a traditional time in with Wiccan things called a year and a day. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, you know, if you make a commitment to something, you make a commitment for a year and a day. Some people get hand fasted for a year and a day, or if they're going to be doing a certain level of study in the more traditional forms, they'll do a year and a day of study on a certain one level, then do a year and a day of another level. And so what I wanted to do with this is have, you know, the year starting out January 1st and then end up with. January 1st of the next year where you could create your own way to sort of kickstart your own year. Mm-hmm. So that's what that, that extra day at the end is, is a way to, you know, sort of wind the whole thing up and then start afresh. See, I like that. You know, it's not just a one year kind of thing. It's like an ongoing process that'll stick with you, you know, for your entire life. Well, and, and that's so, that's the idea, exactly, to, to say, no, you're not really done. You, you're at the end of the book, but you're not done. <laughs> yeah, see, I like that a lot. And um, so, you know, speaking of January 1st and day one, in your book is titled Intent and Commitment. So you say, instead of resolutions, make a statement of intent. So do you mind telling us a little bit more about kind of getting started in this regard? Well, you know, I... I used to do resolutions, and as with most people, I, you know, I'd hit day four, and I'd already, <laughs> you know, not exercised or eaten too many cookies, didn't mention the cookies, and so what I've learned at least works better for me is to put out a goal and an intention, and by setting goals, and, you know, usually sort of a, a I have a a phrase or a word. Um, that way, if you mess it up one day, you're not you're not done. You know, you you can you know, go back and say, okay, I you know I'm still working on this goal. This is still my my intent. And so what I do on the first is I I put that intent out into the universe, and then I just keep trying to build on it for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's better for sure than the resolution approach. Um, I think you really do need a goal more than a statement, just some sentence that you've written down. You're like, okay, right. I guess I'll accomplish well, people, it. People usually have a list of, you know, 10 resolutions or yeah. something. And what I like to do is is have an approach where it's a more overreaching, like my goal is... Uh, achieving balance and embracing joy. Mm-hmm. And so that's something you can work on in a lot of different ways, not just going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think if you're, if you're taking it in 
several different aspects of your life, it's much better. And so moving right along to day two, actually, because um, this show is on January 2nd. Um, in the book, day two is a focus board, and it talks about making a visual reminder about our goals from day one. And I, I personally, I'm an artist, and I, I like creating sketches in my free time, and I like painting. And... You know, I want to ask, Deborah, what do you think making a visual reminder really brings um, to our commitment towards a goal? Well, some of it is that it really is that reminder. I, you know, I set goals and then I get busy and I forget I mean to do them. And if you have a board on your wall that has pictures of the things that you want to do and you know, symbols that represent it or words, you know, if you're artistic, that's great. You can paint a picture. Uh, my artistic skills are limited to jewelry making and my drawing <laughs> skills are meh, not so much. So I cut pictures out of magazines or I, you know, print them down <laughs> off the computer. But then I can look at this board. I hang it where I can see it either over my altar or on my living room wall where every day I'm reminded, oh, that's right. I wanted to work on that. Wow, see, I like that. And, you know, all these daily tips, I love it. It's very creative. You know, it's not just kind of like your cookie-cutter little processes. They're very creative. I like that a lot. Well, so then, that um, way, everybody can do it the way that works for them. That's my approach to doing things is that there's no one right way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want a little focus board, have a little focus board. If you need something that <laughs> you know, takes up half your wall, go for it. <laughs> And so I want to ask then, uh, how did you decide, you know, what day, what tip you'll have on like what day? So is it necessary to do the tips on, you know, like each day or can like the tips be mixed up like you do? Um, you can, you, can you know, jump around. Some people like to open the book to whatever day they happen to randomly figuring that that's the thing that they need for that day. Some mm. of them are to do with holidays or the season of the year and so are, are more appropriate for certain things. But there's, again, no wrong way to do it. Nice. And so uh, thank you so much, Deborah, for an awesome conversation. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time in this segment, but we'll be continuing this discussion in the very next segment. Audience, learn more about A Year and a Day of Everyday Witchcraft, 366 Ways to Witchify Your Life, and more of Deborah's work at www.debrablakeauthor.com. And Deborah is spelled D-E-B-O-R-A-H. Also visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Please visit our charity site at bethestarur.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. Stay right here with us as we continue talking with Deborah and engaging in conversation about New Year's resolutions. Show the world your smile, be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. 
on Tuesdays at noon Pacific. Teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte Gia, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we are continuing a lively discussion on our theme, New Year's Resolutions. And I'm Jovan Hundle. Back with us on Express Yourself is star guest Deborah Blake. Deborah's new book, A Year and a Day of Everyday Witchcraft, 366 Ways to Witchify Your Life, is the key to really incorporating some magic into your routine. The book gives readers a way to connect with their witchy selves every day using small, easy, and fun practices, which feature quick and meaningful ways to integrate witchcraft into one's daily life and inspiring audiences to take magic to a new level. Deborah guides her readers on a journey through the Wheel of the Year, providing witchy wisdom, affirmations, spells, questions to ponder, and much more. From connecting with nature to connecting with deities, A Year in a Day of Everyday Witchcraft explores a variety of modern pagan practices to help one get more in touch with the personal path of witchcraft. And so we had a great conversation with Deborah in the previous segment, so we'll be continuing with that um, in, today's seg- in this segment. And so I want to kind of jump right in and talk about what, Deborah, you have on January 5th in your book. So it's all about a calendar. And you know, um, in my very first se- in the very first segment of today's show, uh, we we're talking about kind of organizing New Year's resolutions or whatever you're trying to kind of get better at. And so I was talking about how I personally, you know, would like to get more organized this year. And so I think, um, you know, this calendar that you're suggesting uh, that would kind of be a good way to go about that. Do you think so? Oh, absolutely. We all need little reminders and nudges to do the stuff that isn't, you know, urgent and or about to explode in our faces, you know. So um, what I like to do is I sit down with my calendar at the beginning of the year, usually on, on the first, actually, when I have a little bit of time, and I mark out dates that are, are going to be important. I mean, not in birthdays and things, but also, you know, because I'm a practicing witch, I mark out the full moons and the pagan holidays and things like that. So I make sure I remember that I want to do something on them. But you can also, you know, if you say look through the book and you, you say, oh, you know, March 6th, it says, you know, here's a a, a gratitude challenge. I want to make sure I do the gratitude challenge. So you can put a reminder in your calendar that says, oh, pay attention on March 6th to that one. You know, even mm-hmm. if you don't necessarily want to do everything. And, you know, there are, there are all sorts of things that we have in our lives that if you decide you want to integrate those with your with your goals or resolutions, if you mark it on your calendar, 
especially for people who have, you know, the phones that actually beep at them and remind them. My calendar sits on the wall. It's kind of boring. But it has cats on it, so it's cute. But for people whose phones actually remind them, remind them, then that's great because you're going to have something that says, ding, you know, don't forget that today you wanted to, you know, work on an affirmation or take a walk in the woods or whatever it was your goal was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I like how that ties in um, with your statement in the first segment that we had this conversation over uh, where you stated, you know, we're all so busy. And we, we definitely need that ding or that cat, cat-covered calendar to give us that nudge as you were talking about. And well, so, you know, I, that one, of my, one of my goals is to make spirituality in particular, you know, witchcraft, more accessible. And the best way to do that, I think, is to make it not seem like an overwhelming thing that you have to you know, spend mm-hmm. you know, hours every week or month dedicating yourself to study or whatever. I mean, those things are great if you want to do them. But if you don't have time for that, then you can you know, take five minutes every day and you mm-hmm. can still get the results you want in the end. Yeah, exactly. I think um, that's definitely one of the uh, elements that I kind of consider when I'm trying to get into a new TV show. Uh, For me, that sort of thing. It's like, do I really, you know, this seems like an overwhelming amount of, you know, fan-made art and writing that comes along with this TV show. And so in the same vein, maybe people don't want to get started on witchcraft or bringing magic into their lives because it's such a big thing, as you said. Or spirituality in general. If people think, well, I have to meditate for a half an hour a day in order mm -hmm. to to get any sort of benefits from this, they're probably going to get discouraged and give up. Whereas if you say five minutes, you know, Half this stuff you can do in the bathroom. Go ahead. <laughs> you're gonna go, and then they're like, "Oh, I can handle that." Or five minutes reading before bed. You know, before you turn the light out. That's that's when I usually do my three sixty five books that I read. Mm-hmm. Is you know, it's my little you know breath before I go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, baby steps, baby steps. Exactly. Um, And so, you know, I want to go off on a bit of a tangent here and jump into the January 6th um, part of your book, uh, Deborah. And this this talks about Twelfth Night, which um, I'm told is a a holiday or an event that's celebrated more in Europe. And so maybe for our American audience, if you could explain what Twelfth Night is and uh, what it has to do with witchcraft and um, magic. Well, it was it was a traditional holiday. Um, you know, ba- it dates back to you know medieval days, and um, on Twelfth Night, which was the twelfth night um, after, you know, it's the end of the twelfth days of Christmas that everybody sings about. Well, that's when Twelfth Night comes in, and on Twelfth Night, all the rules were turned upside down, and the peasants got to rule the royalty for a day. And um, this goes back to a Roman pagan holiday um, called Saturnalia, which was governed by the Lord of Misrule. And basically, it was a time for people to turn the rules on their heads and be able to get away with it. And who wouldn't like that? So, you know, maybe five minutes of switching roles with your parents or your siblings or, you know, ask your teacher if you can do it. But... (laughs) But the idea is to have fun, 
to take that that five minutes and think about, you know, one of the things that I have in the book is little try this suggestions at the bottom of every page. And the one for this day is if you were the Lord or Lady of Misrule, what would you do with your power? Make a list of 12 things you would change if you were in charge and then do something to work towards changing a few. So, you, you know, you take this fun holiday, but then you can turn it into something that you can approach with purpose. Yeah, see, I like that a lot. Um, and kind of going back to, you know, the title of your book, so A Year and a Day of Everyday Witchcraft. So what exactly do you consider to be everyday witchcraft? Well, this is this is sort of my theme. I mean, a lot of my book titles have everyday witchcraft in it, like, mm. uh, you know, the everyday witch spell book kind of things. Because to me, being a witch or a pagan or whatever spirituality is you follow has less to do with the holidays and worshiping under a full moon than it does to do with how you live your life every day, how you walk your talk. So for me, part of everyday witchcraft is I do things like recycle and compost and you know, drive a car that gets good gas mileage because, you know, as a witch, I'm connected to nature and I believe nature is important. And so I'm walking my talk. So for me, the everyday witchcraft thing is finding these simple little ways to integrate your spirituality with your everyday life. It doesn't have to be a special ritual. It doesn't have to be, you know, something fancy that involves 16 tools and herb you can only get from Brazil and, you know, a, you know, written, written note and triplicate from, you know, your great grandmother. Um, it's, it's all about things that everybody can do that are, that are simple and that have to do with, with who we really are. So that's, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think um, it kind of ties in, again, with what you said about, um, you know, people not wanting to go all in and then you got to kind of make it accessible to people um, with the small things and with the everyday um, less than the big events. And we'll so- give you an example. So say, say you want to do some more witchcraft practice, but you don't have extra time. Mm-hmm. So you do kitchen witchery. If you're going to cook anyway, then you add some magical elements. Say you take some herbs that are good for healing or prosperity or whatever it is your goal that you're working towards. And you cook with those with intent, you know, with, you know, mm-hmm. meaning. And then look, you're witchifying your life, but you're also feeding yourself, which is a nice practical thing to do. <laughs> yeah, you're incorporating your, your meaning into the mundane, so to speak. Exactly. And that's <laughs> that's how I do my everyday witchcraft is I just try and, and integrate, you know, you were talking about, you know, goals and resolutions. I don't necessarily do something that's completely different than my regular life, I just try and make my regular life a little bit better, a little more focused, a little bit more positive. Mm-hmm. And of course, a little more magical. Hey, yeah, magical is good. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, the, the magical, I think, brings on the, the other values that we exactly. And so, Deborah, I know, I know you mentioned um, that people who are not necessarily practicing witchcraft and um, actually witches themselves uh, are interested in reading your book and buying it. And so 
And you mentioned that, of course, you're a practicing witch yourself. And so I wanted to know, you know, what is a witch exactly? And how do you determine that you are a witch? Oh, my God, I don't think we have enough time to answer that question. (laughs) Um, Basically, modern witchcraft is a nature-based religion, usually featuring a goddess and a god, not just a god. People practice in a lot of different ways. You know, Wicca is one particular form, and even in that, there's dozens and dozens of different approaches. Um, But it's basically a way of integrating the magical, which I think of as just another form of energy in the universe that you can tap into and use to make your life more positive with the rest of your life and your spiritual path. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, You know, I I think... That really does make sense as an explanation. Uh, Well, you know, thank you so much, Deborah, for a fantastic interview. Unfortunately, we are out of time, uh, but it's been a pleasure talking with you uh, about magic and witchcraft. And so, audience, during the break, be sure to check out our 501c3 literacy and positive media charity at bethestarur.org. More information is under events at our website at btsya.org. And remember, guys, Be The Star You Are has set up donations for hurricane and fire disaster relief at btsya.org. So please visit and donate to those in need. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Joven Hundle. Listeners, make sure to also head over to www.debraboykeauthor.com, uh, Deborah spelled D-E-B-O-R-A-H, to learn more about Deborah and purchase A Year and a Day of Everyday Witchcraft, 366 Ways to Witchify Your Life, at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and Lululemon. Visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. And when we come back, we will be continuing our conversation on New Year's resolutions. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte and our program is Express Yourself. Today's hour is all about New Year's resolutions. And I'm Joven Hundel. Closing the show today will be Brigitte with her segment Art Attack. Take it away, Brigitte. 
Hey guys, it's Brigitte, of course, and um, today I have some ways to really kick your artist artistic side into motion with the new year. Uh, since we have New Year's resolutions as our theme, uh, I thought it'd be a good time for me to take one of my segments into bringing art into your life. And so I came up with a sort of a small list that you can accomplish during the year starting today, January 2nd, and it starts with making a resolution or making a statement, making a goal to really endeavor in the arts and to begin your journey in incorporating art into your life. And I think that the best way to really do this is to start out by viewing art and listening to the performing arts or watching theater productions, anything like that. And the best way to do this is to, of course, find your local museum, your local art museum, your local um, symphony hall, and your local theater production center, and really go to that. Make an effort to frequent it, and make an effort to attend any exhibit, any performance that's going on in your area. And instead of starting out by having to pick up a pencil yourself and draw something or having to pick up a paintbrush and paint a masterpiece, paint the Mona Lisa, you can definitely start by viewing art and bringing art into your life that way. I personally like to bring a journal with me every time I go to any sort of artistic event, uh, whether it be performing arts or visual arts. Um, and I like to record my thoughts and record what inspiration I get from the art that I'm viewing or listening to. And I think that's a good thing for you, audience, to start um, because it really allows you to open up your mind to the inspiration that different forms of art can give you. Um, and so you can be inspired by art to create art or you can be inspired by art to um, better yourself in other ways and different aspects of your life. And so I think that's the easiest way to incorporate your art into your life um, with the coming of the new year, with the coming of 2018, uh, is to visit local art exhibits and festivals. And they're everywhere. Um, the performing visual arts are everywhere, are in every major city, are in uh, even smaller towns. Uh, I live in a pretty small town, and we do have an art gallery, a local art gallery, or you could definitely take public transportation or drive to a larger hub in your area where there is sure to be a lot of different um, venues that are providing sources of performing and visual arts. And you can search these up on the internet uh, now that we're really interconnected with the world, with the interwebs. Um, it's definitely really easy to find different places that are showing um, art exhibits or that are showing paintings from different local artists or even greater artists if you're uh, next to a metropolitan area or if you live in the city. And different string ensembles or even different high school and middle school level string uh, ensembles and um, performing arts venues are going on uh, in your area. And they're going on in most areas, and you can definitely find some on the internet or through connections through your neighbors. Definitely ask around for different displays of art that are going on in your community. And so the next step after this, I think, um, 
on the journey to incorporate more art into your life is to start your own endeavor in the arts, uh, whether it be, again, performing or visual. And this is actually very simple. Uh, We had Deborah Blake, uh, the witch author, uh, on in the last two segments, and she talked about small steps, baby steps towards achieving your goals for the new year. And I think in terms of art and incorporating art into your life, that's definitely the approach to take because no artist was built in a day. And if you're starting out sketching or painting or singing, incorporating performing arts into your life, uh, remember that there was no, there was no Mona Lisa. There was no, um, Leonardo da Vinci that was just made in a day or that was made on the first day of the year. Um, So take your time with your art. And even if you are seeing slow progress, it's still progress. And you're definitely going to build on your original skill and get better over time in whatever art you're endeavoring in. And so my advice would be to stick with it and incorporate art into your life. And, you know, it's not just about bringing in this, bringing in some doodling into your life or bringing in some miscellaneous sing, singing if you're going into the performing arts. Uh, it also has to do with expressing your creativity and expressing yourself. I personally find that art is a source of, or a, an outlet, a source of catharsis. And you can definitely use any type of art as such. I think that's The greatest aspect of art is um, it provides a creative outlet for you to express yourself and your inner thoughts um, without taking up a lot of effort or a lot of materials. And so if you're looking for a good way to express yourself and to uh, find an outlet for your emotions or your everyday stress, you can definitely use art or small elements of art. And it's very, very easy, you know, to start sketching or doodling. You can definitely just grab a spare sheet of paper that's lying around or maybe some uh, some spam snail mail that you've been getting um, in your letterbox and you can just doodle on it. Take a pencil, take a spare pen and express yourself and express your feelings on paper. And that's what an endeavor in the arts will bring to your life in 2018 uh, is a small source of uh, creativity that you can access at any time um, and it's very convenient it's at your fingertips Uh, nowadays with (laughs) smartphones and uh, devices and interconnectivity you can even do this sort of thing online or on your phone and you can definitely doodle and download an app or um, visit a website that'll allow you to express yourself artistically and maybe draw or paint online. Um, I have a friend who specifically draws online and on her tablet, um, and she doesn't use the traditional pen and paper method or pencil and paper method. Instead, she's, she expresses herself through online applications and through smartphone tablet applications that allow her to doodle online or doodle on her device. And so... Remember that, again, you're taking baby steps towards incorporating art into your life. And so at the beginning, if you're starting uh, with a mode of art, some sort of drawing or painting or singing, any sort of visual or performing art, don't be discouraged by any setbacks. Or if your first doodle 
doesn't exactly look the way you want it to, don't throw away your artistic endeavor. Um, make sure you stick with it and take baby steps in an artistic direction because that's how you build up skill and that's how you build up a product that you're proud of. And recently, uh, I don't know how recently now, actually, since a, a bit of time has passed, but uh, there was an Instagram trend, uh, a social media trend, if you will, uh, that went around where artists shared side by side comparisons of their first artwork and then their artwork a year later. And so this is the span of a year. And they showed, they picked a, a drawing from when they were starting out or from last year and they redrew it. Um, after a year of development, after a year of building upon their skill. You can really see the difference that one year makes, um, where the artist's first drawing was maybe not as polished and not as uh, detailed or skilled, and then the artist's year later product was much more furnished and showed a lot of growth in the way of um, skill and in the way of depth. And so... That is a source of encouragement, I believe, or for me personally, it is a huge source of encouragement, um, is that a year can really make a difference. And so, Jovan, I just wanted to ask, um, do you have any plans to let art into your life uh, in 2018? Well, you know, I'm definitely going to be kind of taking advantage of your advice and seeking out, you know, different community resources. So I live in a, you know, kind of smaller rural area, but how you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, community art centers and the like, it's fascinating because so I've lived here my entire life, but I didn't realize until relatively recently all the resources that we have. So for example, um, I saw a flyer once for a city about 20 minutes away and the art center there that they were hosting an evening discussion with Steve Wozniak, one of the co-founders of Apple. Apparently our um, uh, superintendent of our county's office of education went to school with both Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, able to call in a few favors. And so I just, um, obviously that isn't necessarily art related, but it was at our art center. And it just really kind of opened my eyes to the fact that even though I don't necessarily live in some um, metropolitan area or hub of culture, uh, my area does offer a lot of different resources and I'm sure everybody's does. So it is really nice to kind of you know, look around and be able to see all the different um, resources that our area does offer. And so I, I definitely love how you talked about that. And then one other thing I wanted to talk about is how you were saying about how uh, such an interconnected world we have these days. And it got me thinking about how the fact, uh, it got me thinking about how, you know, you don't necessarily need traditional, like, art talent, whether you're like the Van Goghs, the Da Vinci's or the like to kind of make it big now. So I'm a member of the Sikh religion and I don't know if you've heard of Rupi Kaur, uh, this uh, poet who got famous off of Instagram, but you know, she's now gaining this huge platform for her uh, poems and her creations. And so it's awesome to just see that somebody who doesn't have the traditional capabilities that we would associate with art talent is still able to make it big in today's world. 
And so, um, in the art world especially. And so, thank you so much for such an enlightening uh, segment and discussion. However, it is time to say farewell. We do give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our voice engineer, A-Rod. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Joven Hundle. I'm Brigitte Chia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to expressyourselfteenradio.com and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, happy New Year's, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself